playoff time. Welcome to the Delco Football Show. This is Matthew George. I'm here with Matt Smith, and we have got a bevy of football games to hit you with this week. Some would say too many football games to hit you with. I would say too many football too many, games. Too many. Matt Smith just said too many games. But we are going to take you game by game. We have 14 games in the District 1 playoffs featuring Delco teams, and we are going to give you everything you need to know on every single one of them. We're going to give you, we're going to give you more than you need to know on every single one of them. So get ready. We're going to uh, kind of rapid fire as much as we can. Let's start it off in Class 6A. We've got the number 15 seed, Penwood, takes the trip all the way up to Perk Valley. Perk Valley is the number two seed, nine and one team. Their only loss was to Penridge. Uh, they've got seven straight wins. They're only giving up 10 points a game. They've got a 1,500-yard quarterback in Cole Peterlin. And these two teams played last year in the first round a game that Perk Valley won 55-28. to Penwood probably not happy about seeing them yet again. Yes, but again, it's their chance for revenge. Penwood's obviously has they haven't lost since uh, back in week two. Um, I don't know. I think Penwood has has a bit of a chance. Uh, <laughs> um, it'll be interesting. I mean, can you know sophomore Desmond Johnson can he kind of get going a little bit and kind of get those get those receivers uh, Raheem Bones Kennedy Poles out in space. Uh, you know, but the test will be for the uh, Penwood defense, which has played pretty well here. I'm kind of slightly concerned for Penwood just because it looks like they've tailed off offense for the last couple of weeks. They scored 14 points at, uh, in each of their last two games. They're average, averaging about 25 points a game. So uh, we'll see how they um, answer the call Friday night. Perk Valley's got some good defensive playmakers. Brendan Schimpf, Schimpf, Schimpf. Uh, Brian Fair, Remy Sells. They've got some big-time defensive playmakers. Next up, number three seed Garnet Valley. They have the only 6A home game among the Delco contingent. They've got the number 14 CB West Bucks in there. CB West six and four, but three of their uh, three of their losses have come to teams ahead of them in the 6A standings that are in the playoffs. They are three and two this season in one score games, and they've uh, had some really close ones. These last three games have all been one score games, two one point games in there. They've got some really good playmakers on defense. Dan Moylan is a uh, pretty solid running back for them. Garnet Valley on upset alert? Uh, perhaps. I mean, uh, CB West lost a bit of an upset last week to Souderton. We'll see how Garnet Valley, how are they going to respond in the playoffs with a sophomore quarterback? Um, and Ryan Gallagher, who's kind of done he's done a really good job. Garnet Valley lost uh, both of its uh, quarterbacks this year due to injury. But again, you know, Garnet Valley, uh, they're not going to do anything different. Uh, everybody knows what kind of team they are. Uh, they'll rely heavily on, on their running backs, Matt Lysick and da- Danny Guy, but both of whom are, are approaching the 1,000-yard mark uh, on the season. So um, I like Garner Valley. Um, I like them by two touchdowns, but uh, I could see CB West kind of making things itch- interesting, especially early on. Another rematch from last year, number six North Penn against number 11 seed Haverford. Both eight and two teams, but there's a big spread because of who they've played. Last year, that game was 56-7 to in North Penn's favor. Probably another one that Haverford doesn't necessarily want to see them. Eight straight wins for North Penn. Their only losses this season, Downingtown East and LaSalle. Clash of styles here because Haverford's defense, they're giving up an average of 10.8 points per game. North Penn scores 42 points per game. I think this is going to be a high-scoring one. Yeah, um, K.J. Cartwright, uh, he had a big game last week against Abington. 
so he, he will be a, a concern for that Haverford defense, which, you know, all in all has played really, really well this year, kind of above, above expectations. You kind of feel – it seems like every time Haverford gets into the playoffs, they they, they just are, are um, assigned these – Perk Valley, Coatesville, uh, yeah, North Bend. assign these really bad uh, matchups uh, that they can't really um, – match up against some of these teams. I don't think it will be 56-7. to I think Haverford will come out swinging a little bit offensively. Uh, Jake Ruane's thrown for 1,600 yards and 20 touchdowns. Jordan Mosley uh, has almost 750 yards and eight receiving touchdowns. Uh, so I think, in other words, I think Haverford's kind of better equipped this year to, to go up the North Penn. We'll see. I think, uh, you know, they'll, they'll at least – make things competitive for the first couple quarters. Five out of the last six years, Joe Gallagher has gotten that team to the playoffs. They don't have a playoff win no. uh, to their resume. Let's bounce it to 5A, where all of the Delco teams are. We'll start it out. Number one, Springfield, undefeated, 10-0, and against number 16, Pencrest, 3-7. and No Jade McKenzie this week after two, two fl- uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. I almost said two yellow cards, and I got soccer on the brain. <laughs> They were yellow, and he got two of them, and he's not suspended. Don't tell me it's not the same thing. But is that going to matter against Pencrest 48-7 to the last time those teams met? No, it won't matter for uh, Springfield. Obviously, I'm sure like Philip Shovelin will get a lot of the, um, a lot of the carries, uh, and obviously they'll, they'll throw the ball a lot, and kind of I could see the Springfield defense coming up with a couple turnovers here. They lead the county and, and force – turnovers uh they have 30 of them this year so yeah this should be a um an easy win uh with or without Jaden McKenzie uh this week for Springfield doesn't help that Chris Mills Pancras starting quarterback left last game injured don't know what his status is for this week but that's not going to help their case while we're on the subject of intra-league games number four Academy Park hosts number 13 Chai another sub 500 team that's in the playoffs at four and five the last time they played AP scored a 28 to 7 win at Chai held Chai to under 100 yards of total offense that day Anything, I was there I remember you that. Were, you were there so take it away Matt Smith I don't know uh I, Chai Chester's had a terrible time scoring the ball this year just even gaining positive yardage it seems like it's 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 been a, a real difficulty for Chai Chester all year uh just kind of getting those big offensive plays I've noticed teams have really kind of Targeted uh, Rashad Shaw, who is is Chichester's kind of explosive all-purpose player. Once defenses take him out of the game, they, they really don't have any other options. Um, Chai's defense is tough. I'll give him that. Uh, I really like senior linebacker Cody Prophet. He's done a great job. And I think all in all, uh, Chichester can make things happen kind of up front on defense. Um, but I think, uh, you know, the combination of uh, Academy Park quarterback, Skyler Phyllis, Kareem Burton, Nate Holmes, the running backs um, are going to be too much for Chichester to handle. Radner is the number 12 seed. They just ended a three-game losing streak by beating Pencrest. They head up to 6-3 and Upper Dublin. Upper Dublin's only losses this season have come to Quakertown, to Perk Valley, and to the number two seed, who we'll talk a little bit about in a minute, Upper Moreland. Uh, this is maybe not the team that won a district title a couple years ago, but this is still a pretty good Upper Dublin team. Uh, they run the ball. 
with Malik Bootman. They can throw the ball with Julian Gimbel. Going to be a tough matchup for Radner. It'll be a tough matchup. I mean, Radner's kind of uh, their MO this year has, has, has been their defense. You know, guys like Kyle Addis at linebacker has played really well. Uh, Sean Malarkey, uh, the junior quarterback, he's had a pretty solid year, kind of flown under the radar uh, in a league with pretty good quarterbacking. Um, Malarkey's thrown for over 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. Um, I don't know. I think Reiner's kind of overmatched here. Um, one of Upper Dublin's top running threats is Lucas Roselli. Uh, he had a big game last week or has had a big season this year. Uh, I like Upper Dublin in this one. The number two seed, Upper Moreland, hosts number 15, Sun Valley. This is where things could get fun. Upper Moreland, 9-0. and uh, They're scoring 33 points a game. Sun Valley gives up 31 points a game. That might not be a good recipe for the vanguards at uh, the SOL American champs. Sterling Barr and Caleb Mead, they make for a pretty good combination in the backfield. And Upper Moreland coached by a former Central League coach in Adam Beach, who was at uh, uh, Lower Marion very briefly. He's fell in a pretty good spot at Upper Moreland. He's done a great job. Uh, Sun Valley, <laughs> they go into the playoffs on a three-game losing streak. I think they can score with a lot of teams, even against those good Chessmont teams. So, I mean, Sun Valley has proven they could kind of score with some teams. Uh, I, I think the Jules Kelly show is kind of running on on a <laughs> uh, running fumes run, running Z. repeats this year. Just um, he's done a phenomenal job, thirteen hundred total yards of offense, but. It can't be Jules Kelly versus the world. Uh, Sun Valley's going to need to get a lot of different guys involved here if they want to have a have a shot at upsetting Upper Moreland this weekend. Speaking of long shot upsets, number three Unionville at nine and one hosts number fourteen Glen Mills at just three and six. Uh, they beat Chai last week to snap a three game losing streak and to force their way in, and their reward is. They get the Chessmont American champs. If we're looking for a common opponent here, you've got Unionville having beaten Academy Park way back in the uh, first game of the season. Uh, Joe Zubalaga, excellent playmaker for them. This is not your typical Glenn Mills peaking late in the season and watch out for them team, I don't think. No, I don't think so. Um, They did the same thing last year. They kind of got in with three wins. Watch out for Alex Corgone, the quarterback for Unionville. Um... He's thrown for 1,300 yards, 17 touchdowns. Glenn Mills did kind of air the ball out a little bit last last week. Um, that that was a tough win, a uh, double overtime win against Chai. You know, we'll see how they get how it goes. Uh, you know, Quadir Gibson, uh, senior running back, has 800 yards and six touchdowns. They'll need him to break off a couple big runs here. Now we're going to get into some interesting games. Number seven, Marple Newtown hosts number ten, Oxford. Two six and four teams. Oxford's been kind of up and down lately. They've alternated wins and losses their last six games, but they score but just shy of 38 points per game. They have an explosive offense led by 1,000-yard receiver Brandon. Don't call me Delino. DeShields. Marple obviously can air it out. We're just going to have DeShields, I guess, and Dash Dolgarian kind of go at it in in like some seven-on-seven seven, uh, <laughs> route running, and, and that'll sell that game pretty well. Yeah, when was the last time two 1,000-yard receivers? And, and Dash, according to our stats, is uh, 10 yards shy of the 1,000-yard plateau. I think this is a scary game for Marple. I, I, you know, I 
I can see it being a shootout, as you alluded to. You know, it is a Marple home game, so that's good. Um, <laughs> I could I could see it being one of those crazy back and forth games where Anthony Paoletti's throwing the ball forty times. We'll see. It's 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 not a cakewalk for Marple this week. Another intriguing game that I think is coming up. Number six Bishop Shanahan hosts number eleven Strathaven. Strathaven's five and five, but they've been playing a lot better lately. Three and two in their last five games. They're three and two away from home, which I find very interesting. Shanahan, on the other hand, seven and three, but you look at the losses, they're all to six A teams. Downingtown East, Avongrove, Coatesville. They play a spread offense, so you're gonna have the clash of styles here between Strathaven running the ball a lot and Shanahan airing it out a little bit more, but Strathaven seems like they've been mixing things up a little bit and playing better. Yeah, it seems like Strathaven has done everything right but get kind of the win or get in or get onto a winning streak. Um, you know, five and five, that's good. That's a solid year uh, for them. Um, they have a lot of guys that who can do a lot of damage. Thomas Foster uh, is a receiver defensive back. Um, he's kind of their um, X factor. Zach Hussein's had a thousand yards uh, rushing this year. Quarterback Jake Fisher, his first year, uh, he's thrown for eight hundred yards and, and 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 eight touchdowns. So, which uh, is a lot in that. Yeah, offense. that's a lot for. I wish I could say I like them in an upset, but you know I think Shanahan's kind of battle tested. Um, how do they respond from a fifty-five to thirteen loss to Coatesville last week? Does that linger this week? I don't know, but um, you know, I think Strath- Strathaven can can make things interesting this week. Um, they just need that one win to to really kind of turn the program from where it's been the last couple years, where you know they they've really had a tough tough go at it at times in the Central League since their last district title back in two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. Um, they could really kind of put put the program you know in the right direction again. Uh, with a win uh, at Shanahan, that would be a really, really impressive win. I, I, I think they, they can um, kind of give Shanahan some problems this week. And uh, the next win would be number three hundred of Coach Kevin Clancy's storied career. Yes. So that adds a little bit more weight to that. Don't want to wait until next year to get. It. Let's get that this year. Jumping down to four A, the number four seed. Innerboro Bucks will take the long trip up to Pottsgrove. Pottsgrove, 9-1, and one, only lost to Perk Valley. They beat Glenn Mills earlier in the season. If we're looking for a common opponent, they kind of blew Glenn Mills out, and Innerboro just barely beat Glenn Mills at home. Razul Faison is the name to remember. 2,432 yards, 36 touchdowns. I'm just going to put this in perspective. Razul Faison has scored 216 points this year <laughs> by himself. Interboro has scored 220. That's pretty good. And this is an Interboro defense that just gave up 50 to Academy Park, has given up 45 to Penn Charter, and has given up 54 to Newman Garetti. Matt Smith, help me out. Say something nice about Interboro. Um, it's not a good matchup for Interboro. Sorry. I, I, <laughs> I don't have many nice things to say. They're you, tough. You can They're never tough. you can never underestimate Interboro, I don't think. I mean, so that's something. Uh I think Russell Fiazon is one of the best players in Southeastern PA. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, you know, he shattered the Pioneer Athletic Conference uh, record for most touchdowns in a career or in a season, rather. Uh, he's averaging a touchdown <coughs> per quarter. Yeah. And if you factor in how many quarters he's played, I'm sure he's way over a touchdown a quarter. That's pretty impressive. We'll see how um, the Interboro offense responds. Um, 
I, I have a feeling they're going to have to throw the ball more than 10 times. What happens with Kaylee Kiwate and Joe Forte and those guys? Uh, and how tired do they get defensively? Yeah. Um, Chase and Faison all over the place. On paper, it's a big mismatch. Sorry, sorry, Anna Burrow. We're going to wrap it up with the Class A District 1 slash 2 sub-regional semifinal extravaganza, <laughs> whatever the heck it's called. Yeah. Delco Christian is the number one seed. Jenkintown is the number two seed. Uh, the number, the winner of this gets to play the District 2 champ, uh, which will be decided between Old Forge and Lackawanna. And thankfully this year that game will be held will be hosted by the District 1 team, so no one has to drive up to Scranton for that. Uh, Delco Christian comes in on the back of two straight losses. However, they did beat Jenkintown 29-20 way back in Week 2, and I'm sure they will recall that Jenkintown brought an end to the Delco Christian season last year. I, I think Jenkintown's a good match for Delco Christian. Uh, I think I was at that game, or maybe I wasn't. I don't know. Delco Christian, if you, if you ever want to – see a high school football game go to a delco christian game just 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 do it salt of the earth football. thank thank us later just do it there's uh, worse way there are many you, worse ways you, to spend a saturday afternoon you'll see broomall you'll see a running clinic hey you know what i'll give credit to delco christian in week one i saw them fumble the ball 12 times and that quarterback for that game luke katowski's playing quarterback for the first time ever. Obviously, they were having miscommunications with the center and the snap. Um, but but Luke Katowski has really turned turned his season around. And, and obviously, Delco Christian's had another solid year. Uh, I, I like Luke Katowski. He's one of those players on a small team that could kind of fit in. Like, if he went to another school, he could probably fit in and start somewhere uh, on a team in the Central League or something. Uh, he's a good football player. Uh, they have Jalen Mitchell. uh Good running back. Um, you know, I, I'm picking Delco Christian to win this game just because they're a Delco team. And they do have a, uh, like you mentioned, uh, revenge on their mind. All right, 14 games. You got an, up, you got an upset pick for me somewhere in here? Um, Penwood over Perky over there. Oh, that's a big I one. I know. Pen, that's a I think big Penwood's going to shock the district world this week. Did you read their game against Chester last week? Uh, yes, I did. Okay. Um, I got an <laughs> Now, ups- wait a minute. Just because I say it on a podcast doesn't mean okay. I'm going to pick them in the newspaper. That That is a good caveat. I, I will go by that caveat. I ha- because I've reserved the right to change my mind. That is true. Because I am going to, I am going, my upset watch, I'm going with Pancras. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am going with Oxford over Marple. I think that's an interesting game. Yeah. Uh, Marple is a little beat up. They've had a tough run into the season. Oxford, you know, you don't know. They've played, they've played well against. I think in the, I think in the Chessmont, there's a clear delineation between the good teams and the bad teams. They yeah. played very well against the good te- against the bad teams, and not so well against the good teams. And I think Marple falls somewhere in the middle of that. And right. I don't know. It could be interesting to see what happens there. I th- I think Marple kind of has to turn the page on what. It's kind of a so-so season up to this point. Here's their shot, you know, go out and 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 prove to the District One Five A that we're for real and 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 we think we can compete for a district title. That's everything for this week. Fourteen playoff games between Friday and Saturday, and uh, we will be at just about every one of them. 
you can read Matt Smith's Football Friday in the Friday edition of the Delco Times and online at paprepplive.com. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsDoctorMD, and you can follow Matt Smith on Twitter at DTMattSmith. Thanks very much for listening.